2: it's well honestly i have virgo in like everything except for my son and rising
1: so what what are your characteristics that you think are really like what,
2: wh- well i'm completely psycho incredibly mean to myself incredibly hard on myself nothing's ever enough success is inevitable and yet impossible so yeah i guess that's kind of where it lives umbridge vibes <laughs> <laughs>
1: welcome back to that's a gay ass podcast it's a big week here in podcast world because seek treatments katherine cohen is our guest i'm in such a good mood my friends i mean not only is it getting warmer outside kat cohen's on this week's episode but also your boy got vaccinated (sighs) legally as can be i did storm uh multiple walgreens until they handed over an extra dose but I truly, as I saw many people around me get their vaccines, and I'm still ineligible. I did as much reaches as possible and uh, talked to many friends and I was able to go to a Walgreens in Astoria. They had five extra doses. I was number two. The two people behind me were very cute gay boys. We did flirt. It was just kind of a big moment all around. Um, and then my dear Matthew Lummis, my husband also is vaccinated. And I want to capture this moment in history just to kind of unpack it all because Matt just got his second dose literally, uh, monday of this week and so i'm actually going to bring him on before we chat with Kat because i he hasn't really told many people about his vaccine story and i just think it's kind of um an interesting one that unpacks a lot in just a few minutes. So uh, our first part of this episode is going to be chatting with Matt just about uh, how he was able to get his vaccine and then we're going to go into the episode with Kat herself the legend. If you don't know Katherine Cohen, which I'm sure you do because you are a human being on this green earth uh, she is incredibly funny and so sweet. I've, I've known her for many years and so hearing our origin story of friendship is uh, very funny. But uh, if you don't know she is the host of Seek Treatment the incredible podcast with pat Regan. she's also been seen on tv shows like gosh search party high maintenance broad city the film the lovebirds yes on the big screen you can also catch her weekly performing at club coming and get her new poetry book it's called god i feel modern tonight poems from a gal about town uh my friends this is Catherine cohen follow her at cat c cohen yes that's right cat c cohen but first a little gab with me and matt Oh, my gosh. Matt just walked in the door from getting his second vaccine shot. And this is a gay-ass podcast exclusive. It's true. How do you feel, Matt, after getting your second shot? I feel relieved. I'm glad it's
3: over with. I had to go way out in Queens. So, you know, that was the hardest part.
1: The hardest part was the getting there but all. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure physically the symptoms will come from what I hear. The second shot, it becomes kind of dark. Are you nervous about that?
3: A little bit because I like never get sick. I feel like other than a little hangover situation. Um, so I don't love having a fever and chills. So I'm just hoping that it is speedy.
1: I hope that too. Well, I'm here for you, babe. So listen, I, 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 I think this whole vaccine time right now is so it feels very Hunger Gamesy. First of all, just like everyone's clamoring, some people are lying about the reasons for them getting it. Other people are just resigned to the fact that they will never get it until they're the last possible group. <laughs> I was very, very resourceful. <laughs> I mean, I was resor- <laughs> I was, I was very much intent on getting it for, of course, a fair reason, but also getting it as soon as bucking possible just because I would I want that peace of mind. And so I, of course, called a million pharmacies and the fact that I was able to get there. So uh, hot off the presses, Matt got a second shot. My first shot I got last week, and it was just... Such a lucky thing that I want to shout out the people at the Walgreens in Astoria, Queens. I truly, when I go for my second shot, I want to bring them a gift. They were so kind and just like patient and they had so many things going on. And I got that first shot. However, I think a lot of people are dealing with this stigma of getting a shot and then people asking the reason how they could get it. What makes them eligible? So Matt, what do you feel about if do people ask you how you were eligible to get your vaccine?
3: I haven't had anyone ask me, but I haven't really told that many people outside of my small friend group because it is like a a weird thing that people on the social media are going crazy about. So I just haven't... I didn't want to broach that
1: topic quite yet. Okay, so do you want to reveal on this podcast like what your feelings are around it?
3: I think if you're eligible, then... You should get it. Like, I don't think, like, I definitely understand people who are being shady about it. And, you know, maybe lying is uh, not a good idea. And I would never tell anyone if I did that. I understand people are self-conscious about whatever reason they are able to get it. And everyone should just do it when oh, yeah. you
1: can. If you if you are eligible, I think there should be no shame around it, and whether it's whatever it, it, the the reason is. So I don't want to be the one to say. I want you to be your story, Matt. So I'm asking, I'm trying to bait you into saying what makes you eligible and how you feel about it.
3: Oh, is that what's <laughs> happening here?
1: Jesus age. <laughs> I'm like trying to be an interviewer. That's like, and how do you feel it? And what circumstances led you? And then you're just like, yeah, I think you should get it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just trying to Kellyanne Conway my way out of this one. Yeah,
1: I'm like, you. I want the listener to know that he voluntarily came on to this, and I said, would you like to share your story? And he said he would, and now here we are, the pedal to the metal, the recording is do-do-do-do, and yeah, Matt is now all of a sudden, like, a vault. <laughs> <laughs> so God forbid we have a fucking poignant moment where you share how you feel. But now just like, can you just like rip the bandit off? Um, Sure.
3: I got my COVID vaccine because my BMI says that I am
1: obese. Which is truly like an example of the backwards, stupid BMI thing, period. And I think it's interesting for people to hear about that that this is one of the qualifying factors and how, first of all, that the BMI was like, what, 30, the BMI is 30. That means that you are obese and then that you are eligible to get the vaccine. And so, you know, what was your experience when you, when you read this and then, and what was kind of the journey you went on to actually go get the vaccine? And I'll be willing to talk about it.
3: Uh, the journey, I saw that so many people we knew were getting the vaccine. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, or am I going to have to wait till forever? And then I was talking to a friend and she was telling me about all the different qualifications. And I was like, I haven't really looked into it that much. Like, let me see. And then, um, I saw one of the qualifications was like the BMI. And I was like, well, I, every time I ever went to a doctor, they were always like, well, you don't look like you're blah, 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 but you are technically overweight. You know, I was always like the husky kid. Like my pediatrician growing up would always be like, "You're technically overweight, but it doesn't look that bad." As I'm like sitting there on the the like paper with my like little belly hanging out, like, okay. What
1: a devastating so devastating image. I mean, I also just like when we when you, you go go shopping, there would be husky jeans. Because I was very much, I was a husky a husky jean wearer for a time as well. It's like it. I don't think. <laughs> I think they were trying to be like Husky is like a positive way of saying, but it's like, I think putting Husky no. on something is not, is not helpful.
3: No, it's awful. So yeah, I saw that that like qualified and I was like, I know I've gained like weight on top of all of this in the past year. Cause I'm just sitting on my ass all day. So I was like, let me just like calculate my little BMI here for a moment. So I like Googled, BMI calculator and I saw that I fell within the range that was eligible and I was like, what? So I like looked up another BMI calculator and I was like, okay, it's it says I am. And like within like 10 minutes, I was just on TurboVax, where you can like find available appointments, just like on it for an hour straight until something opened up, and I found something that very same day. And so I just like ran to the train and got my first little vaccine.
1: I think that's so I mean it's wow, well, talk about a roller coaster day. You find out that you are in the BMI that makes you approved and then the next thing you know, you're sprinting deep into Queens. Yeah. And I like to fill out all the paperwork online. I'm like, am I gonna have to like
3: prove that I am what like what this weight is? And you like fill out these forms and I was like I thought because I filled out the forms online that like says that I qualify for like whatever reason that I would just like show that to them and it would be fine. And they didn't ask for proof, but they, they were like, um, okay. And what is your job? And what, uh, how do you qualify? I was like, I have a pre, um, existing condition or like whatever they call it. (laughs) And he's like, and what is that? And I was like, uh, I, um, according to the BMI, I am obese <laughs> and was the most embarrassing thing ever. And he like, just like looked at, I felt like there was a silent judgment, but I went to like a FEMA site. So it was all like these like jacked military dudes, like doing
1: all of this. And I feel like he was just like, Okay, sure. I mean, look, we've said it once and we'll say it again. Men are bad and uh, toxic masculine men are the worst of the worst. But I hope you didn't feel, I hope you don't feel shame around it. That's kind of what I want us to talk about is like that, this old sort of antiquated idea of obesity and like the BMI thing. It's like, I think that you are such a, you know, healthy person that of course everyone in quarantine has had roller coasters with their weight. And so I'm curious if you have any shame around this uh, eligibility. And if someone were to ask you that, of course, in a way that felt respectful, would you feel shame around answering or do you just, it just feel like a kind of a fact of the matter to you? I would answer it. If someone
3: asked, like, I don't, I would hope that no one would just ask a stranger, like, I would think only my close friends would ask and, you know, I probably would tell them, but it is embarrassing because like when you think of like quote unquote obesity, which is like a medical thing, I guess, I don't know. I, I, it's very self-conscious to like say that because of your weight that you're,
1: at risk, or
3: I don't know. It, it's it's embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I
1: don't know. I think I think what it sounds like is that there's like such a sizeism in the world in general, and so it feels like there's a judgment if you are of a certain size in any sort of range. That it feels like the world treats you or looks at you in a way that is unkind. And I feel like when I look at you, you are so confident and I think have such a strong sense of self and style and everything. And so I I think that a person's size does not define them but I do think that there is a judgment that some people in the world or some parts of society place on people because of their size meaning if you are of this size then you are have less value or that you you know it's just like when you you hear about people going to clothing stores that don't carry their size and there's there's some movie there's a joke it's like why don't you try insert department store here what movie is that do you know what I'm talking about I'm going between like some of my favorite dumb movies, such as The Hot Chick, um, or is it Mean Girls when Rachel McAdams games all that weight? Oh, I think it is Mean Girls. But there's if that, there's you know, that's like the bitchy sales associate that is judging you because if you're a, certain, a bigger size. And I think we obviously can't unpack all of this in this little... conversation on this podcast but i just think it's all i think it's just all very interesting what we're being we're we're constantly being confronted with so many difficult things during this pandemic and who would have thought that you know sizeism was going to be one of those things to have to combat while getting your vaccine and i don't think that i am self-conscious about it because i'm like
3: i feel like i am so my size, whatever, I feel more self-conscious about it because I think anyone looking at me would be like, he doesn't look like he, his BMI would be like whatever. And like, I know the way my body feels that I like have gained weight and am like a little uncomfortable in my skin right now. So mine is more the, the self-consciousness of people being like, he's not really in that like category, even though like technically my BMI, like I know BMI is bullshit and that, you know, I'm on, on like, the very cusp of being eligible. So it's more of people, like, doubting that or thinking that, you know, who does he think that he is? Like, he doesn't look whatever way.
1: Like... It's very, it's, there's so much pressure and self-consciousness around like doing the right thing. I mean, it it even comes to like putting shit on your Instagram story. What was acceptable at the beginning of the pandemic was acceptable now. Um, And also when we're both, I mean, I'm getting my second shot in like three weeks from now and it'll be interesting once we're both vaccinated, a how our lives change, how our behaviors change, but also like what we're putting on social media, what we are just doing in general. I think, I think we're all in such unknown territory and. And I just, I I think we're all figuring it out as we go, babe. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so happy you got your vaccine, uh, you know, in in any kind of eligibility, and that we're just like going to be able to sit inside a restaurant at some point in the future.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this year. We
1: have not. What was the last restaurant we sat inside of?
3: We sat inside the day, like the weekend before the city shut down when. I went on a bender for like four nights and
1: partied. That is true. Wow. Our anniversary of you getting blackout drunk four nights in a row. I'm kidding. You did not get Mm. blackout drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Only three of the four nights. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. 75%. Um, well look, I'm going to call, um, a rehab facility and thank you so much for, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Actually, this is your, this is your intervention. (laughs) mom Uh, all of a sudden the zoom call there's 12 people here Um, everyone's waiting in the waiting room (laughs) guys come on in Uh, well thanks for chatting with me matt i i truly appreciate you being open about something that there is a stigma about that i think is you know it's sometimes tough to talk about but i think it's great that you did
3: oh thank you eric
1: I mean, Catherine mm-hmm. Cohen, I need you to know that the anticipation with which I've been uh, uh, having for this uh, episode to chat with you, I've oh been singing all this live long day. <laughs> Boys never wanted to give me. Do, 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 do.
2: Well, likewise, I haven't seen you in six or seven years. I
1: think it's been seven. I absolutely. Okay, seven. wait. So
2: I know I saw you. We were at that was your apartment that we shot that sketch. Yeah. You and Esther. <laughs> That was probably the last time. And that was what? Like at least four or three years ago.
1: Was it really? Oh my I mean, God. I don't know. It all
2: blends together. So now you're a fully a married man.
1: <laughs> and you know what? And what's devastating is I'm fully married in the same apartment in which you shot this sketch. I have not... But moved.
2: that was a really nice... It's like a very big... It's like a married apartment.
1: It is, and I have to tell you, Catherine Cohen, that my effing husband is like, I wanna move. And I'm like, Me too, but no. not not to another apartment here. Like I wanna move to a gorgeous palatial palace in Los Angeles. Like I don't wanna move to you like You
2: really wanna move to LA?
1: I do, but it's been I can't it's not been like I've been thinking about it for a couple days. I've been thinking about it for four years. I'm just like Oh
2: my god, you gotta get out.
1: I think what so. What does and your lover think? He is now like getting close to being on the board of it of all. Wow. Um but I will say like Like, at first, he was like, it's a no for me. But to be honest, I think it's partially, like, very weather-related in terms of, like, the very dark winter cold does the things to my depression. and
2: I I... have been extremely depressed this month because it's the one-year Annie of being locked inside our houses. I'm losing my mind. Yeah,
1: and I have to tell you, I'm not proud to say this, but daylight savings Mm -hmm. wasn't easy for me.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me. I actually... I felt nothing but relief when the sun used to go down around four. I was like, oh, thank God, (laughs) it's done. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck, I say. <laughs> fuck, I say to no one. I have to wait till 7? Are you jorking out? Are you jorking me?
1: I think that happened last night. I'm like, it's 7.30 p.m. I'm like, it's still light up. I guess I have to be, like, productive. It's a Sunday no. at 7 p.m. I'm feeling like a piece of shit because I, like, all <sighs> I want to do... Days are too long. Days are too long. And, like, people love the sunlight. And yet I'm like, please shroud me in darkness so I can just, like, have an excuse to sit on a couch for longer.
2: Me too. Me too. What are you watching, right know, right
1: you know, I, I was just talking about we did partake in the art heist documentary, um, made you look. And I, I, I was actually sp- speaking with someone about Oh,
2: it. I started that.
1: I we finished it only because I needed to hear about the Michael Hammer, Army Hammer thing. It's just like I the connection between
2: wait, what's the connection? I don't know. This. Okay,
1: so as we obviously Army Hammer, we know, but his father was one of the sure. owners of the art gallery that sold the 80 million dollars of. Mm-hmm. Of fake art, and so Michael Hammer, and then did you read? There's this, a Vanity Fair article the other day that came out about Army Hammer, and then by proxy his dad. Did you did you see this article?
2: No, I've been like kind of actually, I have to say, off the grid for the past three days.
1: Good for you. Well, it was like 40. <laughs> thank
2: you, thank you so much. Hold for applause. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, this Vanity Fair article was like an hour read where they basically go into like, Army Hammer's fucked up, but he's not alone. His family is too. And it's like the generations of hammers that are bad going back oh, to like sad. dynasties and shit. It's bad. It's bad. But yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you Everyone's been watching? That's so crazy.
2: Thank you for asking. I'm really proud to share with you that I have... I'm finished... So, Starting last year, March, cut to last year, March. It's me. It's me. I'm in March. <laughs> I started watching the exquisite program Love Island UK. Don't say America, don't get it twisted. Don't say australia u k and there are I guess let me say there are five or six available seasons, and at this, I'm about to finish the very last one that I haven't seen. So my boyfriend Brian, shout out, Brian. um, he's downstairs. um Brian and I have now watched I would say over at least two hundred episodes of Love Island each an hour episode in the past year.
1: What does it do for you?
2: It's healing. it's medicinal. It's like acupuncture for the brain.
1: This is all I've been hearing, Kat. It's all I've been hearing. It's like, love island <laughs> love island that, UK, don't do America, maybe put yeah. on subtitles. Uh, but it's like, what What, what do you think, it, what, what do I need to do to just like, do I just like jump in?
2: Yeah, I would say jump in. I would say the best, My, so I would say start with season three, but I also adore season five and I also love season two and one—I mean, they're all good. But what I will say to you is the reason why is because we've been trapped in quarantine, as you all, as all the as all the listeners know. And when the Love Island show is on, there. Trapped in a villa So there's like this And they talk about things Being on the outside world So there's a sense of like We're all Like they literally are My best friends right now Yeah
1: There's very much like Sister Sister You're trapped I'm trapped You're in love I'm in sister, love Sister
2: Sister I In my own style I my own That song is so good It
1: is so good And people don't give it enough credit Because I would literally Just watch that show To hear that intro music Play and repeat And do you remember When they rebooted it There was like a When they
2: have the phone call Yes With one of them Like twirling the phone line I'm like They yes. look like so gorgeous
1: and there's like that, that like little bass thing. How yeah. <laughs> siblings and synchronicity, sister. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Tiana, sister. Tiana sister.
2: never knew how much I miss. What are they up to now?
1: I think one of them's on TikTok, kind of just like on a journey. And then um, her, the woman that played her. Are you on TikTok? I am, and I have a fraught relation with the talk. I think I went through a talk about like. I don't know what has made it onto what recording because listener, there's been, um, some tech issues at the beginning of this. However, on one of the recordings that we have done in this podcast episode, I did talk about, um, beginner's luck and a TikTok moment for me is I went into it Mm. when I was like very sad and unemployed and had nothing but time. And Mm -hmm. I just like was able to create some vids that did resonate with. A, f- a share of people that did well, I did anger quite a population. Um, I don't know if... You- about why? What was your video? <laughs> so listen, I'm minding my own, talking about the election at hand, and I was I happened to be in St. Louis, oh, sure. Missouri, the place in which I was born, and I noticed some Trump flags.
2: Oh, shout out.
1: <laughs> shout out to the Trump flags of uh, Missouri. Carter. So what ended up happening is
2: Absolutely.
1: I- <laughs> I'm walking hand in hand with my husband and I made a joke to him. I was like, you know, what if we are uh, maybe bait the Trumpers in this, in this neighborhood. So I make a video that is truly six seconds long, cat. It is truly a six second video. I'm holding the camera. I'm holding Matt's hand and I go beat, 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 beat. Anyone got a problem? That's the video. It's a six second long. And then the (laughs) caption was like, husbands walk yeah. through Trump <laughs> neighborhood. I am not jerking. I put it up within a couple yeah. hours. I think it got to like, we're <laughs> going to say a few thousand views. And I was like, oh wow, I guess a few people are watching this, whatever. And then cut to that evening. It was like 10,000. I was like, okay, wow. And I started uh-huh. to read the comments and they did not go in the direction that you thought they would. <laughs> I got into Trump TikTok.
2: What was it?
1: It was It was comments that were like, what were they You're saying? You're a fucking idiot. Trump is the most pro-LGBT president we've ever had. Do you know that there, there's a gay person in his oh, cabinet? And then, and yeah, then it that's... was like... It was so for for a while. I was like these are kind of oh silly, and I'm not joking. I started to read all the comments until it got to a hundred thousand views, and then to two hundred thousand views, and at that point, I had had thousands of people telling me that I was a piece of shit, oh and I, God. I am. This is not like for like story no. purpose. I swear to God, it put me into like a hole of depression. And Matt was like, "You need to stop reading these comments," and it was like I had no control over my eyeballs. I kept reading them. So then I'm like, "Wait, maybe." Oh my I, God!
2: Well, I've been there.
1: Truly. And it's like, and I was like, maybe I am a piece of shit. And maybe Trump is a good president. Like, that's how crazy I was starting to feel. I was like, am I, (laughs) was this video the wrong way to go? And then I finally, after two months when I was daily getting hate from people, they were going to my Instagram. They were going into any other video I've posted, commenting, anyone have a problem? Anyone got a problem? And so I, um, and people would, you know, on TikTok, you can duet videos. So I had people with millions of followers duetting my video and then no this one person went to a trump rally where it's like i think it's a queer person went to a trump rally and was like do you have a problem no went to someone else do you have a problem and it was like and that got like two million views so at this point my video had like let's say a million views but then other people's oh videos were God. getting millions of views of me saying how dumb i was and i finally uh. a month later deleted the entire video and that is my story of my trump tiktok thank you so much
2: that's really, really crazy. Well, the internet loves to get angry. Everyone's, everyone's mad. Everyone's crying. Everyone's upset. And you just gotta pay it no mind and live in reality for one single second, if possible.
1: If that's what I've been trying to, I try try well, it's to learn. Hard. That.
2: That's so crazy. Fuck. Yeah, I, I'm not on it. I mean, I, I look at it sometimes because I like when someone tells me, like, you know, put olive oil on this or something. But I don't know <laughs> beyond that. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't need more social media in my life. I already... My goal is to get so successful that I don't have to be on any platform.
1: Oh, yeah. That is the dream. Untouchable. I know. So what is the one platform you wish you could get rid of?
2: All of them. I would say... Um,
1: we'll say it with you. We'll say it the same time. One, two, one, three. two three. Twitter, Twitter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually think for me, for me personally, Instagram makes me feel worse about myself somehow than Twitter does.
1: Wow, I'm so intrigued by this.
2: Well, because when I look at Twitter, everyone's like complaining or like shitting on stuff, and I'm just like, these people are so depressed and unhappy. Like, I can't look at this. But Instagram, everyone's like, look at me, look like, look how hot I am, look at me thriving, look at my like, look how I keep like my beans in in glass jars in my like gorgeous minimalist home, and I'm like, this makes me feel like I'm so bad about myself. So I mean, it's all toxic, but. What can you do? Although I do, although I will obviously say people are generally kinder on Instagram than they are on Twitter. Um, so. That's interesting
1: though because I feel like you're saying, which I agree with, is that Twitter, Twitter is more overtly miserable. We know it's toxic. Whereas Instagram has the like, the like allure of like, no, no, we're just showing you our beans in a jar. Do you like the lighting here? You're a piece of shit. It's like out of nowhere. It's like, (laughs) wait a minute. I wasn't expecting to be told I I don't deserve. Who said
2: that? (laughs) Also like Twitter is generally, I don't know if this is always true, but generally it's like strangers yelling at you or people it's like, you know, people with no avatar pick who have like 15 followers being like go fuck yourself you stupid cunt and I'm like okay sure but like Instagram is more insidious it's like oh I noticed that one of my dear friends never likes my photos are they not happy for my relationship you know things like that
1: yeah you start to read between the lines like why isn't this person looking at my story they haven't they haven't shared this video that all my other friends share what does that mean about them
2: exactly exactly it's a beautiful it's a beautiful world is that a beautiful day that's the song beautiful (laughs) day but it's a beautiful world too no offense no offense to you But it's also a beautiful world.
1: No offense to the day. No offense to the day.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. What day is it? Don't tell me. March 15th. Love
1: it. My brother's birthday is in five days. How do you feel about that?
2: Let's fucking go. Wait, and also my my
1: half-let's go for my half birthday too in six days.
2: Let's fucking go. That is fucking electric. You know, I'm actually currently, say with me, in the Hamptons. Um, because we came to borrow a family friend's house for my brother's birthday, which was on Friday.
1: Okay, what do we feel about the Hamptons?
2: It's J'adore, it's divine. I used to, actually, I, here's, what I, here's what I'll say. I used to think it was really overrated and stupid. First of all, it goes without saying, I only like it in winter. Um, in the summer, it's too crowded, it's hell. There's one street. But what's beautiful, what, when I was on, I did mushrooms on the beach on Friday, and what clicked for me about the beach on Friday on mushrooms was that the appeal of the Hamptons is that there are no like shitty tacky, like hotels lining the beach. It's just like dunes, which is very dramatic and gorgeous and ethereal. So that's like the appeal, but I, I'll take like upstate woodsy vibes any day.
1: Yes, I mean bo- both are dreamlike to me. I think when you talk about being famous enough to not have social media, I want to be famous enough to like be able to drive to my cabin house and my Hamptons oh. house and like be a place where there is not uh, the lining of hotels. I think I just want I want my I want the solo beach, the solo forest.
2: I couldn't agree more. It's heaven.
1: I do want to go back to the fact that you did mushrooms on the beach. I want to I want to discuss <laughs> <Thank> how. <you.
2: laughs> Thank you for noticing that. I, I, yeah.
1: I just it, it it begs many questions. Um, a positive experience mm-hmm. or neck. What what was?
2: Always positive. So I do. I tried them for the first time this summer. I did a cross country road trip with my boyfriend, and we went to Joshua Tree. And a friend of ours had these like mushroom chocolates that are very like very well dosed out, so like you know what you are getting. I could never do like a baggie of like dirt. I don't get that. I am scared of that. I love like corporations. I love labels. I love rules. So, and that's why I am chill and doing mushrooms. So, I've taken this. I've only taken this one particular brand of mushroom, and so I know what to expect, so I can be like relaxed.
1: I have to say that I've only done the mushroom one time, and it was in Joshua Tree.
2: Oh, heaven. And
1: it was a bag of dirt, Catherine Cohen. It was a bag of dirt. Yeah. And I have to. Did you like it? You know what? The answer is complicated. Um, I'm gonna say parts of it i did Ooh, were there parts mm-hmm. that were fun i would say circumstantially you know we're talking about how we were at my apartment a few years ago doing that sketch with esther esther mm-hmm. is a queen and like loves the mushrooms so how
2: is she so is she living in la now
1: she is in new york but going to be heading back to la soon
2: I adore um, seeing her gorgeous son.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like I, she's
2: so oh, she's so a cute. stun.
1: That baby Moses is uh, unbelievable. I mean, I got to see him not that long ago, and like I have to tell Aww. you, he is a magical being. And he at one point we just had. You know what? Everyone's like the baby's cute. And the baby, this baby, and I like had this have yeah. this crazy. Connection. Awesome connection. Yeah, I think so. Like, we were just, when he was sitting, he started to just like lean over and kiss me on the cheek. And I, and this baby's oh, like nine months that's old. So cute. And Esther was like, it was just like a crazy, and of course, I'm making this baby about Aww. me. However, she, Esther, and Noah are like such good parents to him, and he's such a good laugher, and he's also oh gigantic. But um, <laughs> I bring this up because Esther is, was like my, my, my leader, my gateway person with the mushroom experience. And mm-hmm. we were, in LA working on a a short film that we were trying to brainstorm ideas for how this movie could end and so we decided because the movie did center around a mushroom trip we should you know Mm. go into it ourselves and so the I will say Esther was amazing about (laughs) procuring them about driving us to Joshua Tree and I'm so grateful to her what I'm not grateful for (laughs) (laughs) here we go was the aftermath was that we um planned on driving back to L.A. that very same day. And so...
2: Oh, no, no, no. No.
1: <laughs> and I didn't know the, what happens to you physically, emotionally. And yeah. so uh, the long story short is that the sun is setting and we're clearly still deep within the trip. Yeah. And so the laughter turned into like, maybe like, Esther, um, I think we maybe need to maybe... Get out of here. And she was like, yeah. just kept wanting to stay. And finally, it's like starting a dark, dark. And so I'm sober enough to drive us. And then I was like, I hadn't eat, eaten all day. She told me to have an empty, empty stomach. So it was a stronger, <laughs> stronger... Oh
2: my God, that's nuts. The one time I did an empty stomach, I felt horrible.
1: Cat, I felt started to feel sick within hours of like drive like we as i would we were no. driving back my throat started to hurt and i hadn't eaten all day so i was like i just need to get food well esther goes okay well then let's go to um there's this restaurant i would love to go to it's on the way i'm like wherever you needed to be we're going there she takes yeah. us to palm springs <laughs> Oh my God. I get to this restaurant and then we eat and then we, and then I turn that, it's, it's like kind of on the way and, but not exactly. And so then we had another two hour drive back to LA and I was sick for eight days after that.
2: No. Are you serious? Like
1: flu like symptoms. It was like,
2: holy shit. That sounds horrible.
1: It was, but the, the actual trip was like, like so magical. Like Joshua Tree was, as you know, gorgeous. But I mean, it's,
2: I always thought I was like, "What's the appeal?" And then when I went there, I was like, "Oh my god, I get
1: it." I've never seen anything like it. And like, I mean, obviously, I've talked about this before in this podcast. But Ingrid Goes West, like, when, like they—I love that movie, so good. And like the Joshua Tree connection. And like, I do I what I do I want to live in Joshua Tree? I think it's a no,
2: no, absolutely not.
1: <laughs> it's like I need more than like a main street and a in a home goods store. But like, I will definitely do mushrooms there again for within a week long Airbnb. You know, like Mm -hmm. I, like Mm -hmm. that to me sounds great. Totally. So what, so when you were on the beach, was it like you were just enjoying, enjoying the surroundings? And Yeah,
2: I would say, I also, I've never taken enough that I like see anything. I just feel like a general sense of like, happiness and emotion so this time yeah it was me and and bry my wife and then my brother and his gf and we like laid out it was like winter beach we laid out these blankets in the sand and we just like looked at the sky then i got home and there was i started like sobbing but like happy sobbing Mm -hmm. and i pictured me and my beloved like being surrounded by vines and like just like with everyone we love and being like i just want to like care for people and like be in a house and like it was very um it's always very emotional. It's very nice to like stare into your lover's eyes while you do it. You and Matt should do it.
1: I actually think that's a really good idea. And especially with these these chocolates that you discussed sound...
2: I'll, 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 we'll talk about it, yeah.
1: Please. Because you know what? Like yeah. looking into Matt's eyes and just like and, and weeping happy tears sounds like an experience I would absolutely I love to have. How long
2: have y'all been together now?
1: We've been together for seven and a half
2: that's amazing.
1: Months. No, yeah, seven a little more than seven, <laughs> seven A little more than seven years. Oh my and
2: God.
1: I actually was going through What's the secret? <laughs> I asked the same question to Jay Jordan and he was like, I don't give advice. Um but I think that
2: I don't <laughs> that's funny.
1: I, I think that I the only secret I have is is that you gotta you gotta know the ebbs and flows. You gotta know the ebbs and flows because they're <sighs> I thought there was going to be a song coming out of me and it kind of just plateaued.
2: It's okay. The ebbs and flows. You're meaning like there are phases and you have to just ride them out.
1: You do. And like you got to know that, especially like looking in the eyes of your person and being like, this is what we're going through right now and I'm frustrated by this or I'm thrilled yeah. with this. It's like, and like, but like the momentariness of it all. How, how, how is it going with Bri? Like how long, you guys been together for a while now too.
2: Love of my life. Can't believe I found him. Love of my life. <laughs> um, it's heaven on earth. I mean, no, I feel that like, I definitely feel ebbs and flows in terms of like, Horniness is a big one, and then also like in terms of like who's depressed or who's anxious and like switching off. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, that's the thing. Is yeah. a lot of people don't think about like how one person is maybe feeling elated in one moment. You know what? I haven't I haven't verbalized this ever, and I don't even think I said this to Matt. So like hot off the presses. Oh, but the thing with me and Matt that is so interesting is that we when he used to be like in a really good mood and then the mood would shift and I was not prepared for the mood shift, he was all of a sudden cranky or frustrated or mm-hmm. whatever it is, usually fueled by hunger. But when I...
2: <laughs> Almost <laughs> always has to do with hunger.
1: Truly. But like I used to internalize that and be like, oh, so I'm bad or "Or we are in mm-hmm, a bad place. Mm-hmm. Or like It's my fault. And then at, totally. it took me, no joke, probably four or five years to be like, oh, wait a minute, moods are normal. Moods are normal. And I so know. if he's not happy right now it's probably not my fault and if it is I can ask the question. So of course that's I'm like the I need validation more than I need water. Exactly.
2: Oh same. Is that your love language? Words of affirmation? A
1: hundred percent. It's yeah. it's 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 words of affirmation I think mixed with a human touch moment. Like I, even in quarantine, if I'm on the couch with him, I can probably sit without my head on his shoulder for about four to four or five minutes. And then I'm like, I'm, I'm going to need to be attached.
2: <laughs> so cute. I feel the same way. I'm like, last night we were like watching TV and I was like, can you just like touch? Like, p- touch some part of me. And it was like, sure. <laughs> I was like, just like, can you rub like my head or my arm? Like, just pick one and just like rub. Kind of, I need to be rubbed and I need to be loved right now. Well,
1: which one did you like, want? Head or firm. arm? Which one did you want?
2: Well, you know what I really love? I love like, um, a hand like between the eyebrows, like a gentle rub. A third like, eye, eye massage. My, yeah, third eye massage. Cause I have my like, um, my wrinkle of intelligence and curiosity there, and so I like to have it kind of massaged, so I can continue to be intelligent and curious and the like. Well, you know, we ha- are we allowed to talk about um, our friends' news?
1: I don't. You know what? My honest answer is I don't know.
2: Okay, we won't. But um, what I will say about our our mutual friend. <laughs> Is that how I met you?
1: It is. it truly is? And you know what? Is he
2: well? Is he well? I miss. I miss him. He
1: is so well, and I mean, so, so much crazy. love for this mutual friend. But also, like, can you imagine like the time in which we met? Like, we were. It was how many years ago?
2: No, it was so. We must have been. I was eighteen. Oh, so for oh listeners out there, I turned. No, oh my god, wait. Yeah, I was eighteen when I met our mutual friend and i was with him. we were like sort of dating when i turned 19 so then i met you when i came to visit in new york <laughs> And I was I was like on your couch. I've actually never seen a smaller apartment, and I say that with love. I've never seen a smaller apartment. And I got there, I sat on like a black IKEA couch. And I'd never like been, I didn't live in New York. I was in college. So I was like, I thought it was so cool that I was visiting like my cool like New York friends. And like you guys were NYU. I was like, my cool NYU friends. And we went to some party with like lots of very nice girls. And everyone was sitting on small IKEA couches. And I was like, this is living.
1: Listen, listener, if you don't know about these IKEA couches, they are like Like they said, it was a two-seater. It's a one and a half Mm -hmm. at best. And then
2: I think all three of us sat there, and like there was only room for like one chair in the apartment. (laughs)
1: Yep, it was. It
2: was amazing.
1: That apartment was. I mean, do you, do you know the. Was it in Soho? It was in Soho, but you need to know it was a piece of shit on the sixth floor walk up. And. Oh my God. And I don't know if you know this story, but that apartment, it was my first, like, it, I was, you know, out of the dorms. I found it myself because this mutual friend was out of town with you <laughs> for the summer. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, What ended up happening is my dad helped me move some shit in. I then, he leaves town. This is the first night I'm in this apartment. I go to a friend's karaoke party. I swear to God, as I am singing a very bad rendition of Ashley Simpson. Oh,
2: that sounds amazing. My
1: apartment was being robbed. No. Literally, as I'm singing, I'm (laughs) sure of this.
2: Pieces, pieces, pieces Pieces of me.
1: me. I am obsessed with that. Yeah. So I'm literally. You just got
2: me so nostalgic for like the idea of being in New York, like in early September. September and like um, it's hot and you're going out
1: hundred you're like going out you're like you're in a disgusting bar singing at your friend's you know 20 20th, 20th birthday party we'll do party. that
2: again we'll get back there we
1: will I, I just i will not sing ashley simpson again it's all in my register it does not work a male
2: you have the most beautiful voice what do you like to sing
1: <laughs> you know what? i mean what do i like to sing is like god it's like give me a give me a A spring awakening. (laughs) Give
2: me, give me that thing called love. I love it. I mean, I had a self-tape recently that was like, can you also include like 16 bars of musical theater? And I was like,
1: you're joking. I was like, like, how on God's green earth? (laughs) Wait, what did you, what what 16 bars did you give?
2: I can't, I can't discuss it. You
1: know, that's I don't want you to, but... Um.
2: <laughs> just know that it's too painful to you, and I regret bringing it up. But um, <laughs> well, let me, it's always a curveball where you're like, oh, good, I'm done with the tape. And then they're like, actually, can you do something random like sing for us?
1: That is that is a devastating blow after you're like, oh, thank God that's done. Oh, wait, you want to hear from the deepest part of my childhood? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, Well, let me just tell you that. What ended up happening is I leave this karaoke party filled with regret, and then... I walk up the six floors of this apartment building and I don't know if I have a sixth sense or if maybe I am kind Mm. of uh, on like a medium level, but Mm. I knew... I knew that my door was unlocked. I don't know why.
2: That's scary as fuck.
1: I. It is scary because I was like, I'm actually going to not put my key in here. And I turn the handle. This is becoming a... This is becoming a. Did
2: you leave it unlocked or had so, they broken in? This is
1: what I thought. I opened the door and I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I left my apartment door unlocked. I'm a, I'm a young... Oh. This is my first New York apartment. God, I can't even learn how to lock a door. I walked to my <laughs> bedroom, which was of course three steps away because the apartment was so small. And then I look at my bed. And I was like, damn it. I'm so messy my shit was everywhere I was like god why oh. am I why did I dump my stuff out on this <laughs> bed and then I was like you know what oh damn god. it I can't find my backpack I'm so I'm so clumsy I can't even remember where I put my of course what had happened is that the robber had broken into my apartment building somehow dumped my satchel my you know what do you call this
2: Messenger bag. My
1: messenger bag had been. Love that. Done- <laughs> My
2: very two thousand nine or what year was it? Two thousand ten. Very 11. and
1: it was khaki. Of course, there's no other choice. Of course, all my stuff is all over the bed because they were trying to find my iPod Touch, which they found, and then no. so the iPod Touch was taken, and then the
2: iPod Touch. So I'm like, wait, what is that? <laughs> is that like an iPhone, but it's not a phone?
1: It it was, but for the music was on your phone. It was just, it was the i, it was okay, the iPod. Sense. But it looks like an iPhone, but it only had music. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It makes a it makes perfect sense to me to hear that. So uh,
1: I ended up having that stolen, and my entire backpack, with which I had all of my stuff, because I moved that day. I had my passport, my laptop, a, a digital camera, of course. And so I called the police, and they come over, and they realize that someone had somehow gotten into the front of the apartment building, went up to the roof, and then broken into the window from the fire escape. Oh
2: my god! How did they know that you were new? They must that you were seen, NYU students, new <laughs> to New York.
1: They must have seen. They must have seen. Uh, me moving in or something, and I uh... went. I went to my friend's apartment, took a Xanax, and just. <gasps> went oh to poor sleep. baby i was i was beyond and then of course our mutual friend comes to move in with his very neurotic jewish parents and i was like <laughs> so final story we were robbed oh
2: no no that is so crazy
1: i know oh my god
2: what a time
1: it was a time but then of course i got to meet you and, and then all was right in the I world know.
2: I know. Thank God. Thank God. So that was literally like that's so sad. That was like ten years ago.
1: Yeah. So how do you? How do you? I'm, how do you feel like? I'm hundred years old. We are. I mean, I'm hundred. The fact that you were eighteen or nineteen when I met you, I think this is news to me. I don't think I knew that.
2: <laughs> yeah, because I was. I just finished my first year of college, oh and then I went God. to
1: Williamstown. So how do you feel like you're different now versus then?
2: Oh my God! I'm. <laughs> what an amazing question. Um. Okay. I'm trying not to be negative. Trying not to be negative, because um, I want to be like I'm worse. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm much better. I had no idea what I wanted to do or who I was. So now I, almost am beginning to know that. That's a really. I did. I never thought I would be a, a comedian.
1: And you know what? I think that's so effing beautiful because it's like it, 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 it. First of all, the fact that we have to check ourselves to be positive, be positive, be positive. Don't say something mean about yourself. Well, because
2: my first thought is like I'm not as thin. <laughs> And then I'm like, okay, okay, maybe that, hey, maybe that doesn't matter. But it's like the first things in my brain. I'm like, remember how I used to be a size six? <laughs>
1: Don't you feel like what we're constantly doing is trying to like look at the wiring in our brain and just be like, remember that wiring is not serving us. Move the wires, move the wires. I know, and const- the wires. You're constantly trying to just like, remember the, that wire change, that wire change. But it's true. It's like we, there are great things about getting older and realizing more of our purpose. And like you, Mm -hmm. I mean, are doing so many amazing things. And like it's, and it's, it's while of course there are parts of our youth that we do miss. It's like, thank God we're not that young and clueless anymore.
2: Oh my God. Also, I was a virgin when you met me. Wow. (laughs) Sexy. (laughs) Doing everything but in your tiny apartment.
1: (laughs) and we literally oh shared God. a wall. I mean, I'm sure I could probably it's so hot. F- uh, so hot. Yeah,
2: because I was like because I, since I grew up like going to like youth group and stuff, I was still shedding my like religious upbringing for like the first two I would say the first like 2 years of college. It took to get it all out.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there there's so many things at the beginning of of college that you need to like cycle through like I like also just like pining for people that are not right for you like mm-hmm. um I actually at that time that you, I met you in this tiny apartment, I was having a giant crush on a manager of mine at Shake Shack.
2: Oh my God. You know, that's the one place left for artists in this town.
1: You know what? They say the Greenwich Village is over, but at least Shake Shack is there. Um,
2: Wait, you work at Shake Shack? I, tell me everything about that. Yeah,
1: you need to know that I opened the Times Square store. If you want a talk back session, if you oh. want an autograph...
2: Oh my god, I'm serious. Like Shake Shack is such a special place to me. I had no idea you worked there.
1: I, it was my first job in New York City and it was a summer between college and I um I was applying all over the place not getting hired. I was like the cafeteria. I was like applying to be a server at these restaurants mm-hmm. that would not want to, to to see me, you know. Oh
2: my god, you be you'd fit right in,
1: now, please. <laughs> well, what ended up happening is I get hired at Shake Shack for their new Times Square Theater District store, and so yes. I went through like steps from Broadway, Eighth Eighth Avenue and Forty Fourth Street. Uh,
2: if you think I that's where I always go before a Broadway show,
1: so I was uh, working at first, no joke, making the hot dogs on the hot dog line. If you want to, sh-
2: I love the Shack Chicago
1: dog. dog. They've got those little <laughs> pickles in there. They've got the cucumber. I
2: love those so good. Those little pickles, those little spicy peppers.
1: Yes. And it really is an art putting that together. I'm going to spend the next hour talking about the Chicago dog, if that's okay. Um, no,
2: I would talk about that for years with you. It's so delicious. It's, I love them. There's like a mustard moment. Yes. Like it's really well done. There's a
1: little relish for your nerves. Um, absolutely.
2: <laughs> so uh,
1: what ended up happening is I got promoted to cash register. And yes. well, if, if, if for our listeners who don't know that Times Square doesn't, I um, really attract solely New Yorkers. Um, in fact, (laughs) I would be working And this is a celebration Of all of the tourists that go to New York City I truly, I got to meet... And serve oh people God. from all over the world, and then close at two in the morning. And then I would oh take from the eleven dollars I made, take a taxi cab back home because I was like, I don't want to oh. take the subway at three in the morning back wherever I was going. And so, um, I oh,
2: that's exhausting. It's it's literally never not completely packed in there,
1: always packed. And but the 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 magic of the story is that my manager was this really cute, oh, right. this really of cute course. guy who I did not know if he was gay or not. But one and? day, I. I was working the line outside, you know, passing out menus, minding my own and mm-hmm. his friends show up and he said hi to his friends. He then the manager goes back into the Shake Shack and then I say, um, so what's what's his old deal?
2: <laughs> yes, I love that.
1: And they were like, well, he is single. I was like, oh, so we, he is into guys. And they were like, uh-huh. like I guess they were like, for, for whatever reason, encouraging this Shake Shack employee to go for his manager. <laughs> so <laughs> I end up. Right before I'm about to finish at Shake Shack to go back to school, I end up inviting him to a show I was in and the New York French Festival and go off, <laughs> brag. And he ends up coming five minutes late and then they close the house and he never sees the show. But then, no, but then after he was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, he's like, well, if you want to come over to my apartment to celebrate, we can. And I was like, oh, fuck, should I? Like, I don't know. Like, I, this is my manager. And so we oh end up God. going, you know, I don't know if you feel this, but if you're on a rooftop in New York City and you have the opportunity to kiss, it is the one of the most magic you, have, you to. have to take it. And we made out on this rooftop of his building and it was oh so God. magical. I was What like,
2: part of town? What part of town?
1: It was, I believe, like before Tenth Avenue was Tenth Avenue. It was like it was like
2: Hell's Kitch. I think
1: it was Hell's Kitch.
2: That sounds gorgeous. And then I
1: ended up sleeping over Kat.
2: I bet you did. And then what happened? Did you guys ever see each other again? So then for
1: this memory going back to this tiny apartment that you would, you know, be sopping wet in. um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) So that would be fingered in. Nothing more. Nothing more.
1: (laughs) I would get calls from him while he was still working at Shake Shack at four in the morning.
2: No. Being like, can I come over?
1: Just to talk. And I was so into him and I would take the call. And then we, I think, and then for like four years, I never saw him. And then cut two. he got married and I saw him and his husband in an airport. And that was like the first time. And it was, and now we like, he's like, now we're like friends. Like he's like so cool. And like, you know. That's amazing. There's a bunch of old married gay guys.
2: Wait, that's so sweet. And then how did you meet Matt? I forget. We met. Online?
1: we I love the assumption. Um, we met... Okay,
2: first of all, and every, that's like the most common thing right now. I know, so I don't, don't know why I'm down to me taking Umbridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, what a great word. We met... Umbridge Vibes. <laughs> Let's
1: make merch, <laughs> merch. <laughs> Umbridge Vibes on a... But it's a crew neck sweatshirt. For sure? We met IRL in um, a... Talking about musical theater in an audition line for Failing on the Roof, non Oh! <gasps>
2: Wow! Wow! And then how did it how did it become the love of your life? Or when did you know it was?
1: I think you know what's so funny is like these poor listeners who've had to hear me talk about this so many times. But like honestly,
2: okay, we can we don't have to talk. We can have
1: no. We sh- I mean I think that they're just lucky to hear it. Um, they are. We, I, you know what ended up happening is that I was fully infatuated like immediately, and then Obsessed. it took. It, What's your sign? Virgo, but like I'm on a I... I'm on the cusp of Libra, and so I've been really thinking about this lately because I'm. I used to think I'm not super Virgo, but I am. I am. I just like if if like plans change last minute, it's hard for me.
2: Yeah, I'm. I you know I have Virgo moon
1: right. So how do you how? And that's what I Where have. does the Virgo ness live in you?
2: It's well. Honestly, I have Virgo in like everything except for my son and rising.
1: So, what what are your characteristics that you think are really like? What,
2: wh- well, I'm completely psycho, incredibly mean to myself, incredibly hard on myself. Nothing's ever enough. Success is inevitable and yet impossible. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of where it lives. Umbridge vibes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my God, the emotional release you just gave me, I have to say that you just like spoke ch- such go. truth to power. Yeah. It's like, why are we Let so mean to ourselves and hard on ourselves? And also to be very fair and frank, I'm hard on others. I don't wish I was, of but course. I'm a critical bitch.
2: Yeah, I think I'm way nicer to others.
1: Well, I, that's the thing is like, I am, I'm so hard on myself, but the people that I love the most, like, I, like, I think sometimes I can be like expecting Because I'm so mean to myself and I'm like, well, if, if you are not giving me the 110,000% I think that you should be giving in this moment, like I'm going to, I'm going to feel critical of that. And then the person's like, Mm. but I just gave you 95% and I have to be like, oh yeah, that's Mm. good.
2: I I know, but it's never enough. No, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. But beyond that, I know, I don't know. How do you be nice to yourself? Just remember the wires.
1: I think that's it. I think it's just like wire, 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 wire. Oh, that wire. And I, and I, in therapy right now, it's all just like, look at these wires, babe. Oof. (laughs) It's a lot of wires and there's.
2: Who needs all those wires? Who needs all
1: of those? But like, ooh, you see those wires are sparking. Let's kind of mend those together and then redirect the other wires that are telling you to be so mean to yourself. I know. Because I think like what's happening right now a lot is, this idea of like productivity equals value. And I don't like that.
2: I mean that it's life ruining. I've, I've been better about releasing that because I don't know they see people online and it's like, Oh my God, just people who are constantly making so much stuff all the time. And I used to feel bad about it. And now I'm like, okay, it's just like, that's, that doesn't interest me or make me happy. So,
1: and that's the thing is like, what actually do you want to spend time doing? Cause that's all that actually matters.
2: I know. I don't know what I like spending time doing. Watching Love Island, I guess. I like cooking, watching Love Island. I miss, I really, I mean, I really like performing live. So hopefully, hopefully this summer maybe we'll do some of that. Absolutely. I also have
1: to say, because you're talking about cooking and we talked about TikTok, do you follow Jake Cohen?
2: No, who's that? I don't know if
1: he's a cousin of yours, but I hopefully he is. Um, he is this incredible Jewish baker. He came out with a book called Jewish and on TikTok he has these.
2: I, is it an Instagram or oh, a TikTok follow? So he's Jake, you said?
1: Jake Cohen. I would say Instagram okay. and TikTok. He is like, he's this married gay guy who is so not only just cute but amazing with his recipes and oh he oh I can't wait yeah, you need to get in on it it's like his book Jewish just came I'm out I'm googling and him right now Matt just got this book that it like made my heart sing because Matt's been Matt is a like, Catholic southern boy that has learned to make hamantaschen and challah and like
2: yes oh these look great
1: yeah it's he is a good father I
2: mean a black and white cookie is all I need in mm-hmm, life mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm seeing that I'm seeing that on his feed right now is what's happening.
1: Do you so I know that um, you you grew up your one of your parents is Jewish and one of them is not Jewish, correct?
2: Exactly. My dad Cohen is Jewish.
1: So what is your And my
2: mom is Catholic. So this is
1: amazing because I am in a Catholic Jewish marriage now. So what is your Well, it
2: worked out really well for my parents and it worked out well for me because I'm incredible and without flaw.
1: <laughs> what is your relation to Judaism? Is that a loaded question? Are you okay?
2: No, not at all. No, I nothing really bothers me except for my own thoughts. But um, no, it's not a lot of question. I think being Jewish is, first of all, the sexiest thing you can be. I think it's extremely horny and smart and amazing. My boyfriend's Jewish. I want us to have hot Jewish kids. I want to do... It seems more like fun to be Jewish. Like being christian is all about just like stuff you can't do i feel like jewish people are a little more relaxed about like okay like you can do that it's okay like (laughs) you know just just be like be nice to your family is kind of what i get from judaism but i don't really know a lot about it if i'm honest that's
1: but that's brilliant though because i think the best part of it is just like yeah like eat some good food be with your family a little too much like i feel like what's so wrong with that
2: that's my that's my dream is to eat too much and be with my family too
1: much right and also like i'm not religious in the least but it's truly all about the food traditions and like i like what so once a year i can make like a a triangle shaped pastry with a gorgeous fig filling i'm gonna do that well you're telling me i can have my family and friends over to have a passover seder with a matzo ball soup i'm gonna do that you're telling me i can can put candles on a, a gorgeous brass fixture in december every year and light nine candles. I'm going to do that.
2: Of course. So wait, are you and Mac going to have kids?
1: We are. We <gasps> are. What if I was like, oh my god. we're actually due in three months. No, I'm, not, I'm kidding. Um,
2: oh my god. When When do you think you want that?
1: I think I want that in like ideal. In LA? <laughs> what if I answer that? I want that. when. I, so when do you want that? In well, in LA. Um, <laughs> I think I a dream scenario is like I'm literally looking at a calendar right now. Um, I think dream scenario. Oh, that's so
2: crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think dream scenario is like four years from now.
2: Oh, that's nice. What year is it now? Don't remind me. Wait, 2020. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, I know. Do you know that in four years, I'll be 33? So th- by then, I have to kind of know. So maybe in four years, I'll do it too. I think we, we should raise our children
1: together. I think we'll have these like Aww. gorgeous Jewish children.
2: I would love that, but I don't want to be in LA. That's
1: okay. I'm going to be by Coastal.
2: Oh, obsessed. Yeah. Oh my God. So does Esther miss New York or is she like LA forever now? I love seeing her. She's so gorgeous with her baby. It's so fun to see so online. So
1: gorgeous. You know what? She, I always have respect for her because she just like, she lives where she lives. Do you know what I mean? It's like when she, yeah. when she's <laughs> like, she's like, I've always been here. And it's like, but you moved three months ago. No, I didn't. Okay. It's like, she, I think that she's so present that she's just like, yeah, this is where I am forever. But then that forever can last about six months and you just don't know.
2: Oh my god, wait, how should I be like more present?
1: Umbridge. Um I
2: Umbridge vibes. <laughs> Um, obsessed. Okay, and also not to be so dramatic, but at two thirty I have to go because we're actually doing a seek treatment recording.
1: We love a hard out. Ugh. I know I was listening to Are you mad? I'm not mad at all. I was listening to okay. Michelle Collins podcast not that long ago and she, Funniest Woman Alive. Truly. And she was talking to Danny Pellegrino and he had a heart out and she was like, I always love to ask, what is your heart out? So is this uh is this an episode with you and Pat or is there a guest?
2: It's actually less exciting than that. We have to record some
1: ads. Wow. Just
2: Gotta make that money, baby. Look
1: at us talking shop, us podcasters. Talking
2: podcast culture. Um, Otherwise, usually if I don't remember a hard out, I'll just talk for like three hours. And I'm like, okay, the sun is setting. I did it. I got through another day of my life. Well,
1: let me see. Yes. Let me see. Let me see a quick question. Okay. Why, so why do you think gay people love mm-hmm. you so much?
2: Oh, my God. Well, I love gay people so much. <laughs> I... It's such an amazing question because whenever I, like... (laughs) Wait, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, whenever I meet, like, like my friend had, like, a younger brother who's, like, maybe, like, in in some... How old is he? He's, like, in middle school. And, like, he really likes me. And so I'm like, oh, now we know he's gay. You know what I mean? Like, that's a a way in. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm randomly straight, although I am do have a shred of bi in me, as we say on the podcast. Like, I love lesbian porn. I would totally do a, a do group with women, but I'm always, like, falling in love with these men. So I am ultimately straight. I don't know why they love me, but I love them, and that's where I feel most at home. Like, at Club coming and other gay-friendly spaces, that's where I really come alive. Isn't that
1: funny? There are just certain people that move through this earth and just gay people are just like, <laughs> that one. Like, they just like...
2: <laughs> why do you think... As a gay person.
1: Let me answer why I love you. I mean, I think...
2: Why do you... Hey, yeah, that's what I want to say. Why do you love me?
1: That's like... You gay person. (laughs) I'd love to like speak for the group. I mean, I think there is like, there is something about like, like the question is, why do I love you? Because there, (laughs) there are so uh, many, here's why I think it is. You emanate an energy that is like gravitating towards the weird and the different and then the acceptance <gasps> of it. Oh! And so it's like it's like you know when you're growing up And you're just like I like I don't want to be different and I hate being different and then when there's a person that's just like hey hey bitch you're different and I'm just, just obsessed and it's like well wait a minute this girl's not only obsessed but look at her eyeliner do you know what I mean it's like there's on oh top God. of that you're you have the gorgeousness you have the I mean a singing voice i think any any queer person zoo,
2: zoo, 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 thank you. That you're making my day right now. I hope so. Let me so. Just, let me I just, just let me tell you that that's very sweet. Thank you're you. You're
1: welcome. I just I, I just like I am so, and I'm not just buttering your biscuit because you're on this pod. I just like I every time I get to be around you and talk to you, it's just like it's such a, a beautiful gift. And you're just like you're just like so. You've got magic that I'm just grateful to to be a part of in some small way.
2: Well, right back at you. I adore you, and from the second I met you, when I was 18, <laughs> when I was barely legal. <laughs> I knew I'd love it. I knew I'd love to be
1: your friend. I, I, I mean, it's very pornographic thinking about this shrewd, 18-year-old totally. Catherine Cohen just like getting <laughs> finger-banged in <laughs> my virgin. tiny Soho apartment.
2: Absolutely. That's life. That's life for you.
1: Well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on That's a gay as Podcast. and
2: Thank you so much. I'm honored. It was so fun talking to you. I hope to see you in the near future. Ab- and send
1: Matt my love. I definitely will. And um, you're the best. The gays love Catherine! And Kath, loves the gays. Oh, it's, it's just such a such a treat being able to talk with her. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do me a big flavor and give us a five star review with a little love note in there. It really makes a difference for this podcast to reach more ears and subscribe if you have not. Um, I want to thank Matt for joining. I want to thank Kat Cohen for joining. It's truly such a treat to be able to do this and I'm just excited for the future, everyone. Spring has sprung. Get your vaccine if you can and I really am so excited to make out and be disgusting with you all see you soon my friends